Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of The Infertile Diagnosis. We are back with another episode of Closer Today here on the Infertile Diagnosis with me, Monica Cox from MyMindfulMe.com. We're on episode 9 with another inspirational clip to help you become your own hero. Today's clip comes from Mara Azab, and I really hope I did her name justice because this woman is smart as hell. She has two advanced degrees in psychology and a PhD in neuroscience. Now I've tricked you on the why just relax is great advice. Um, you know, just bringing you guys in. I'm sure you were all curious and thinking, what the fuck is she on about? Because we all know that is the shittiest advice to give someone going through infertility. But um, in this clip, you'll see how um, stress really affects the hormones and why it's key and why I always bang on about finding ways to rethink the situation of infertility. Um, we're obviously not going to be always positive and it's not going to be always sunshine and rainbows. Um, but if we work really hard on changing our focus, then therefore the stress of infertility is not going to have the damaging effects that it can do. She also gives some really great insight into why your doctor might not be getting the whole picture about what's going on in your hormones and some advice on what you should do if that is the case. She really talks about um, listening to your body, following your intuition. She talks about listening to your body, how the body works as one, and how to learn that all of your normal health issues are just not normal and they're slowly adding up or for our case if you're listening to this right now to full-blown infertility and we just aren't listening i know that was the case for me for far too many years she talks about xenoestrogens and how it's really important to educate yourself about these um, fake estrogens and how your body cannot um, tell the difference between fake and real and having the knowledge gives you the power because she does you know I love how she goes in and says that we can't control everything we can't stress out about doing everything a hundred percent perfect all the time but if we have the knowledge um, of what we can cut out and maybe um, you know within our lives we're all going to be different some can cut out plastic completely some can't you know some can get rid of um a lot of body care products and you know some people just need de like a real like fake shit deodorant that is gonna help you through the day um but it's cutting out things that you don't need in your life i think this clip is really empowering and inspiring especially if you are dealing with PCOS and it leads greatly into um, my amazing chat with Claire from the PCOS nutritionist which is coming out on Friday. So without further ado here is Mara Abaza and I just really fucked up her name there. I'm really sorry lady you're amazing. Because we don't want to constrict the vastness of the influences of these hormones. 
Now, these hormones in general, not just ovarian, work in silence. There's synthesis involved, there's enzymes involved, there's metabolism involved, all outside the realm of our awareness. If I were to ask anyone here, including myself, at this very moment, what hormone is being released, we would have no idea. However, we don't appreciate their diligence to maintain things in homeostasis and balance for us without bothering us. And when hormones feel underappreciated, well, they don't like it very much. And they demand to be visible and they scream for attention. Consider a pre-diabetic woman who is for her entire life completely unaware of what her pancreas is doing with her insulin hormonal levels completely invisible to her. Upon diagnosis, she ought to be very aware of what her pancreas is doing. Her insulin levels have to be visible to her the entire time, otherwise she might fall into a coma or even die. Now, let's consider this rare example, stress. What if you're so stressed out? I know, stay with me for a sec, I know it's highly unlikely, but when we're so stressed out, the stress gland on top of your kidneys make cortisol. But when you're so stressed out, it uses all of its inventory to make, to make the stress hormone cortisol. But what if there's more stress? Like it needs raw material to make more cortisol, which means that it has to borrow from somewhere. And where might it borrow from? Well, it borrows from progesterone which means that it will lower your levels of progesterone, which means that you just went like this. That is the link between stress and why I can't get pregnant. Not only that, but low progesterone has been associated with severe PMS symptoms and emotional disturbances. And of course, that throws things out of balance, the estrogen to progesterone. And that is one of the reasons of gynecological problems. And all of this might cause long cycles. I know some of you here might be like, yeah, I have long cycles, went to the doctor, the doctor told me, assured me, oh, that's normal, some women have long cycles. Research begs to differ with that one, because research has found that long cycles are associated with a condition, and the condition is called breast cancer. Progesterone has just showed you its ugly side, because you have offended your adrenal stress gland. When ghosts become visible, it's never a fun matter. It's always scary. So by the time we catch on that something is off, our hormones, as commanded by our brains, have already made us feel vulnerable, weak, anxious, dulled our memories. Anyone complaining of memory loss lately? Sharp, not sharp, cognitive, sharp thinking. That goes away, slower reaction time, fatigue, all of that. And you're thinking, okay, I can deal with that. It ruins my quality of life a little bit, but whatever. It's like soft stuff. Not so soft, because also research has found that it is related to, and it increases your chances of heart conditions, cancer, and stroke. No joke. So not only uh, quality of life, but it can essentially lead to your death and truncating um, your life. So then, how do we begin this journey of finding out if there is an imbalance? So I want to urge you that the first absolutely mandatory step is to visit your doctor. At bare minimum, to eliminate any chance or, you know, of a serious uh, condition like ovarian cancer. But then you're thinking, check mark, done that, good job. 
but I still feel like things are a little bit off. You're probably right that things might still be off, and you're one of many, and the reason is. One, the current tests that are available to check for hormonal imbalance are not sensitive enough to pick up on everything. Two, we have to remember that doctors are physiologically trained, so they look for physiological causes and physiological solutions. But sometimes the physiological cause is actually a consequence, and the physiological solution, a prescription pill, might make the imbalance worse as a start, but also might not solve the problem. Also, doctors justifiably, after long hours in the hospital, in the clinic, don't have a chance to catch up with proliferating research that happens every day. So the research findings take years before they make it into practice. And then you have doctors doing things out of convention because that's just the way it is, regardless of what recent research might have found. Now, this is all not helpful in light of the fact that ovarian hormones happen to be very complex and slow-acting. So, which means that, and are also complemented with the fact that tests that we have right now are way too inclusive in terms of what's normal. So that means there's a high chance of false negative. So to capture this fluctuation, one test is not gonna do it. You need to at least repeat these tests throughout the months to capture this fluctuation. Another thing that these tests are not so great at is to look at metabolism. You can have completely normal levels of a hormone but pathological metabolism of it. So, for example, estrogen gets metabolized to the good metabolite C2 and the bad metabolite C16. And the ratio of the good to the bad is predictive of your chances of breast cancer. So not only do you want to know whether you have normal levels of the hormone, but you also want to know, is it metabolized correctly? Thankfully, we, there is something we can do to tip this ratio of good to bad in our favor, and that is eating cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower. Yes, what goes in our mouth also goes in our mind and hearts. All right, so you've been told by your doctor that things are off. Now, it doesn't also help that research or pharmaceutical companies or whatever solution that's available has to be synthetic hormones because synthetic hormones can be sold for profit and you can get, and you can get a patent for it. Unfortunately, it's much harder, if not impossible, to get a patent for natural hormones. So on purpose, the solution is made very different from nature because you can make money, can make dollars. So synthetic hormone is gonna make the problem worse. It's gonna make the imbalance worse. But it's not just bad for us. It gets excreted and it becomes a part of our waste and water. So that means animals are affected, men are affected, children are affected, environment is affected, we're truly one. Okay, so you've been told by your doctor everything is normal. You have this gut feeling things are not normal. And we have a second actually brain by, by our gut. So I would trust that. Um, what are some symptoms to keep on the horizon to kind of be like, oh, I might be imbalanced. I should probably start some sort of journey. Well, if you are fatigued all the time, and it's not because you were at the gym for six hours, um, if you're losing hair in places where you want to keep the hair, and you're gaining hair in places where you don't want the hair, if you're getting acne and you adolescence happened to you 30 years ago, that's probably uh, not a good thing. And also some cognitive things like memory loss, irritability, sadness, and anxiety. So really like life quality ruining kind of symptoms. Then consider a potential journey to really be at war with this hormonal imbalance, regardless of what the doctor said. Now I'm not gonna leave you hanging like this. I'm gonna leave you with some simple solutions that you can begin right now. 
First thing is to try to be conscious of xenoestrogens. And a xenoestrogen is basically any substance that is a good imposter for estrogen. Because to the brain, it doesn't care if it's estrogen or it's some fake estrogen from some toxin in the environment. Now, a list of xenoestrogens is published all over the net. I'm not going to go through them now. But just to give you an idea, some might be in your hand cream, some might be in your sunscreen, cosmetics, and even your son's toys. Another solution we really talked about, and it's probably a panacea for about every problem out there, is to reduce stress. One thing that probably a lot of us are guilty of is not getting enough sleep. Well, a regular sleeping pattern causes hormonal imbalance. In fact, something as simple as, like you're going to be shocked, like something as simple as constipation can actually be what's causing your hormonal imbalance. So treating constipation will promote metabolism. So you don't have metabolites in your body that trick the brain into thinking it needs to make more or less and throw off the balance. That's a lot to think about. You, some of you might be stuck in like, how do I spell xenoestrogen again? So, that, you know, the, the point is, you shouldn't, we shouldn't live in a bubble. We shouldn't think, okay, I can't eat plastic that has xenoestrogen. We can't live in a bubble because that is stressful and we already talked about what stress can do which means that we have to balance our choices. But unless we're aware of those choices and we understand some of these invisible influences, we will remain vulnerable and choices will be made for us. Instead, I want you to embrace your vulnerabilities by learning about them and even harness them and recruit them to work for you and to empower you. Because the more you learn about you, the higher the chances that a better you will emerge. When you learn about your hormonal fluctuations, for example, by keeping a diary, okay, um, how it affects the way you behave, the way your mood, the way you love, your PMS symptoms, even how you parent, you can then use that information so your hormones can work for you. You can find that ideal time for critical decisions that have consequences, where your hormones are working for you instead of against you, where they are facilitative to expose the best of you. You are truly the expert on you. You are the best advocate for you. So today, I dare you to get to know you. Thank you. So I hope that was really inspiring to you. I have a massive girl crush on Mara Azeb. Um, you can't really, she doesn't have her own website, which is just crazy in this day and age, right? But you can find her on Facebook and she, I think she has a YouTube channel. So all the links are in the show notes. Um, if you want to watch this whole clip, um, it's over on YouTube. It's called The Brain and Ovarian Hormones. I know she gets really super scientific and there's some really big words in there. So go back, re-listen to this clip over and over and just let it sink in. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to Closer Today. And if you're loving the podcast, please let us know by leaving us a rating or a review or get in touch with us at me at mymindfulme.com. I hope you have a beautiful week and we're looking forward to having you listen in on the next episode of the Infertile Diagnosis on Friday with Claire, the PCOS nutritionist. A 
few more things before you go. If you like what we're doing, please leave a review and or a rating. We would greatly appreciate it and it would totally help us out. Also, if you like to connect with either of us, you can find me, Monica, over at mymindfulme.com and you can connect with Sarah over on fabfertile.com. All the links you need to find us on our websites or social media, any products we talk about, book, special offers, or any guests that we have on, you're going to find all that information in the show notes. So that's it. Thank you once again for being with us here on the Infertile Diagnosis and have a beautiful day.